be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All righty, you hear that music, you know the show, you're listening to Rayo Sports on the Voice America Network, I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's always a beautiful day in the valley, but I'm looking outside right now, and it looks like we got a dust storm going on out here. You know, trees blowing all over the place, you know, sand all in the air. And when I see that sand in the air, I get a little nervous, see, because I have attracted valley fever since I've been here. I want to know who the hell I can sue, because that almost, valley fever almost, it will take you out. Almost killed me, if I will say that. I mean, honestly, I lost more weight. They thought I had AIDS walking around here, man. Valley fever will knock you out. And I'm telling you, this dust out here, uh, I, 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 used, I was telling my wife, you know, there's got to be something wrong when you see construction going on and you watering the dirt. When you got to water the dirt to hold the dirt down so it doesn't fly all over the place and into the lungs of human beings, then you know you got some some serious stuff going on. So I don't know what the hell y'all got. You know, you always talk about what's going on in the water. I don't know what y'all got going on in the dirt out here in Arizona, but y'all need to get that fixed because the brother had valley fever. I wouldn't wish valley fever on my worst enemy. I'm telling you, valley fever, I'm going to put it like this. I'm against the death penalty. But I'm going to tell you what, instead of executing people, just give them valley fever. If they did something that's real, real, real bad, just get some Arizona dust, make them inhale it, and that'll, they won't do nothing. They'll never do that again. Believe me, they won't ever do that again. But as you can tell, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up because I, I can't say, are you ready for some football? I can't say I, I, I can't say that no more. Because, Hank, come on, Hank, what was you thinking about? You can't compare the president to Hitler. Come on, Hank, that just... Man, that just wasn't right, man. That, you know, all them years, man, I've been supporting you, Hank, and man, you just slipped up. Sometimes you slip up and you, you know, and yeah, you're caught and you're in trouble, man. But uh, it's so funny. Uh, first of all, thank you all for tuning in. If you like to call me, I don't give out the call in number a lot because I know y'all like to listen to what I have to say. But today you can call me at 888 Four, four. And and I, I'm just this whole thing about Hank. I didn't know until later on last night after the game was over what had happened with Hank. Because I'm sitting there waiting when the game was over for Hank to tell me who playing next week on Monday Night Football. And I realized Hank didn't say nothing. 
I'm thinking about, okay, I'll see you next week, and boom, you know, and, and Hank wasn't there. And I'm telling you, I, I, I was, it actually was this morning, early morning, that I found out that, you know, again, Hank must have had a gin or tonic or two, or maybe some Patron with the young boys he was hanging out with. But, you know, I guess Hank is known to say something that ain't right. And he got caught. But anyway, I got my man Jeff Owens. Je- Jeff, of course, one of them Georgia Bulldogs down there, man, who made way into Philadelphia. Got a chance to, you know, spend some time with the Eagles. Jeff, you with me? I'm with you, man. It ain't it ain't time for no football, man. H- hey, are you ready for some football? Hank just been messed up, man. Yeah, you right about that. He sure did. I don't know what's his problem, man. I tell you what, you know, he he's got some problems, man. We got some problems. Listen, now, you know. It is what it is, but we got some problems in Philly. And I figure if, if it's the problems on, on the defensive side, let me get a big boy in here who can t- tell me a little bit about, man, what's going on with the Eagles? Is it up front? Because I'm going to tell you now, last night if you watched the Monday night game, they threw up a statistic about a couple of teammates uh, that at a particular time went three years in a row of getting at least, you know, 10 sacks apiece. You know, so you got 20 sacks coming from the big fellas up front. Well, one of those teams that they recognized was the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, uh, my frat brother, shout out, Q-Dog in the house, Clyde Simmons. And God bless his soul, you know, my other teammate, Reggie White. Now, I want to know the Eagles ain't getting it done. And I'm going to say, listen, it's always, we got to show out here, shout out to R. Cal Truluck, who always say it happens up in the trenches. Now, I'm, I'm looking at the Eagles in the trenches, and I'm seeing mano on mano. And, and sometimes, you know, one of the, Opposing team is taking out two of our guys. Talk to me. What's 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 going on, Jeff? I know you got you you see the same game I see, man. What's going on? What are the boys not doing right? Well, up front, I mean, Jason Barber had three sacks. I mean, they getting it done. But the, the running pass. game, the running game. You know, the running. Yeah. We always say the running game set up the passing game. It's a passing league. But you know, they man, they running the ball on us. So I'm terrible. You're right, but but you think the, the DNs are playing a wide nine? I mean, just look at the style of defense they run it. They're playing no technique up front. They're playing to get to the passes, then play run. Run isn't their main focus right now. Well, if listen, I'll tell you this. Run's got to be your main focus anytime you're playing the National Football League because it's one thing that I just do not think is going to change. I think they're still going to open up a can of 907 on your behind when it's time to, you know, seal the game. If you can't open up a can of 907 and control that running game up front, then you're going to lose some leads. Now, we, as the Philadelphia Eagles, have not been able to run the ball consistently enough to sustain our leads out front, and then other people have been on to do, being able to do a combination of both running and passing on us. So it, it, I got to say, it's got to start with the big fellas up front. I don't care. Listen, if they put you in that wide nine, you know that doesn't mean you got to rush the quarterback and on your way, if they're running the ball, you still got to make that tackle. Right, exactly. But then when you run enough field and they just run it right up underneath you, I mean, it's hard to stop. Or you run a power and you straight pounding it and you got no guys, you know, it's it's big on big. Okay, you know, okay, okay, Jeff, when you say that, okay, so let's step back then. Let's go to the next level. Because you're looking for some help. You can't do it all. You're looking for some help. Call the backers uh-huh. out. Let's call the backers out. Well, hey, like I said, they're young, you know. You know, my boy Jamar Channing, he holding it down. I had eight tackles against San Fran. But they're young. They're young. And like I say, I don't know why they didn't re-sign guys like Omar and guys like uh, the Dream, uh, Akeem, Dream. 
I don't know why they never re-signed them guys back. I mean, now they got young guys. Uh, um, the guy, what's his name? Uh, Matthews, he's so young. Well, they already didn't bench Matthews. They didn't bench him already. That's what I'm saying. But think about it. He was what? They got rid of them guys. You know, they had uh, Stuart Bradley last season was playing, you know. They had guys that was playing last year that they didn't re-sign. So, Jeff, why would you say, why would you, in in your opinion, why did they not sign the guys? Were they not getting it done, in your opinion? I mean, they wanted to go younger. Like Quinn Michael. Look at the the impact he has made with with the Rams. Well, well, the Rams ain't lighting it up, but Quentin Michaels, I could, I could appreciate if we'd have kept Quentin here. You're, you're right about that. But, but I the agree. fact, but, but the fact of the matter is this: sometimes when you go with the young boys, you expect to see a little bit more energy and enthusiasm for these. They should be flying all over the place. I'm not. That's one thing that's disappointing to me. Is Jeff? Come on, I'm watching the 49ers and they running down one of the fastest receivers in the league from behind, making big plays. Our big fellas up front and our linebackers, they. Nobody's swarming to the football. I agree. I agree. They're not getting it done right now. Is that imp- is that a, is that a practice thing, Jeff? It's a practice thing. You know, I call loafing. You know, you loafing to the ball like say so you practice like you play. Michael Jordan didn't just go out on game day and drop sixty. He practiced hard. Okay, Jeff. Now we know there's been some there's been some adjustments to the practice intensity level. Uh, according to the CBA, but you were just there in training camp with the Eagles. You went through training camp last year, am I correct, or the year before? You correct. Okay, so tell me about tell me about Andy Andy Reid's practice habits in terms of how he's because I, I will tell you, and me and you had this conversation before. You know, the league has changed a little bit, but still, you got individual players that you know you just like the boy Harrison with the Steelers. You you got to make him shut it down, or you got to shut him down because he don't he only has one way to go and one speed that he know, and that's full speed. Same thing with Ray Ray. Now I'm asking you with the Philadelphia Eagles, you've been there most recently. More, I mean, later. Than, than I have lately. So tell me, that, that intensity level in practice, is it there? You can still have an intensity level without the full contact. Is that intensity level, is it there in the Eagles' practices nowadays? It's not there. Wow. At all. At all. So, okay, being a Georgia Bulldog, now that one thing, you talk about young guys. Let me, let me just share something with you, Jeff. I remember coming into the league my rookie year, and... um I tell this story many times, man. I remember a veteran player. I'm, uh, it's game day. And I remember a veteran player coming to me and said, hey, ho, 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 hold down, man. This is, this is pro football with all that all that old stuff there, man. No, no, we don't, we don't do that. Now, I later, I wasn't a starter. When I later became a starter, I, I kept on. I just maybe moved away from him. I ain't going to tell you who it was or what I said to him. But, but, man, I didn't let him take my enthusiasm and my love and passion for the game away from me. Now, you come in as a Georgia Bulldog, and I, I know how y'all play ball down there. You come in with a certain level of intensity as a young player. So I shouldn't think that that's anything that the guys get to pro football. Well, they're coming in now, and they're a little tentative, and they're afraid to bring it the way they used to bring it from, from the college ball to the pro level. Come on, you can't take that away from guys. Is Andy recruiting guys or, or now drafting guys that don't bring that passion for the game anymore? Because I, I tell you what, I don't see a Jeremiah Trotter out there. I don't see a, a, a Brian Dawkins out there. I don't see a Wes Hopkins, a Andre Waters out there. I, I, I don't see that intensity that I'm accustomed to. You know, Jerome Brown, shout out up in heaven to my brother. You know, I don't see that. Yeah, at all. 
But like you say, you got guys that's, like say, last year's team was a completely different team. I mean, last year's team, we had guys like Stuart Bradley had brought some leadership. You know, Quinn Michael played hard. I mean, he was a guy that practiced hard and he played hard. Okay, you Andy Reid right now. This is your football team. Fix your football team. What do you start off doing? Uh, first of all, I go. I get back to the basics. I mean, we're gonna play fundamentally football. Uh, no more wide nine jetting it up. We're gonna we're gonna play the run first. We're gonna play the run to play the pass. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's defense. Is any is anything wrong with your offense at all? Uh, offense play. Offense was up big. Coming back, the last two games, the team's coming back on them in the second half. It's the defense. Michael Vick putting up 417 yards passing. I'm going to agree with you there. I I think in terms of every game that Michael Vick has played and the Philadelphia Eagles, not just Michael Vick, but every game that the Philadelphia Eagles, they have played to date, I think that the offense has done enough to win ball games because the bottom line, you know, again, you know, this is the first quarter, and, and I believe in the first quarter, you know, your identity kind of surfaces in terms of what kind of team that you are. And, and, and the Philadelphia Eagles seem to be a team that, okay, you know, it could be like the turtle and the rabbit. You can run them down eventually. You can beat them down eventually. You can beat them in the fourth quarter. Don't panic if, if, if they're beating you and they're winning the first three quarters because in the fourth quarter they're not. Now, does that mean that Mike and the offense has to score more points in the fourth quarter? Is it going to be a thing where it's, okay, this is going to be a shootout every game, Mike. you got to be ready, man, to put 30, 40 up on the board. Right now it looked that way. <laughs> it really do look that way. But like I say, you know, like I said, it's the first quarter. You know, it's, it's a lot of time left and a lot of football left to be played. All right. Well, listen, man, I, I certainly appreciate you coming on the show. And, and of course, you know, uh, you know, sometime real soon here, we're trying to put this thing together so you'll have your own show. Hey, man, shout out a little bit to them Georgia Bulldogs down there. With the, come on, throw a little shout out about the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, anytime, I don't care what they're doing, they still the Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, you know, them dogs two and two right now. You know, we, we finna have the business. We started out a little slow. Uh, boys, we got out this, but air soccer, we should have beat South Carolina. But you know, we finna get this thing going and, hey, hey, these dogs. These dogs got a real big bite. <laughs> okay, man. I appreciate it, man. And I understand also we're going to be talking about another young lady down there from, uh, you know, a Georgia Bulldog on the basketball court. Might be bringing some things this way on Voice America Sports. I believe that is, uh, is, is that, is that Tasha or Tisha Humphreys? Tasha Humphreys. Tasha. Tasha Humphreys. Yeah, first round draft pick. Yeah, WNBA. Yeah, y'all got it right. You know. But listen, we're going to take a break, man. Go on out there with them. You want to shout out to your high school homeboys? Y'all finna do some practicing, right? You know, coaching high school ball right now. I'm out here watching practice right now. You know, West Forsyth High School in Common, Georgia. Right now we're five and one. Uh, we just took our first loss this past Friday, but we're trying to get back on that winning track. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Don't make sure y'all don't end up there in Canton, Ohio, on 77 because they got something up there called the Kent McKinley Bulldogs, and they bring it oh. every weekend, man. So I tell you what, we oh, might need to arrange no. that. We might need to arrange that game. <laughs> we do. Okay. Hey, go ahead and enjoy yourself, man. Give them some of that knowledge that you've been blessed with. Oh, always, you know. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it bringing. Keep oh. coming. All right, Jeff. Hey, man. We're gonna take this break. I hear some music in my ear. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'd like to thank my man Jeff Owens, defensive tackle, formerly the Philadelphia Eagles, got banged up a little bit, but Jeff gonna bring it all to Voice America Sports real soon. 
We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Boy, you hear that music? You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, yeah, you heard that promo right there. Uh, my man Ron Dixon. Uh, man, I can't believe him. I'm showing all this love to these Giants, man. Ron took it to the house in a playoff against the Eagles, ran it all the way back, and 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 then uh, when they played the Ravens, Ron ran another one all the way back in the Super Bowl. So. So, uh, you know, Ryan been doing his thing on the field and uh, has since left the game. And, of course, he will be doing his show with us. First show tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Check out former Giants wide receiver Ron Dixon uh, on his new show here on Voice America Sports. You know, uh, speaking about, you know, showing love, you know, uh, man, I know this morning I was watching a little bit of TV before I headed out the house. And uh, it, it was no love lost this morning at all. You know, my boy Cordell Stewart, I, I got much new value of love for Cordell as a member of the fraternity, man. He, he was up on Skip, man, because, you know, Skip going to try to compare him to Tebow. And, 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 and man, it just got a little bit of heated up in there. But uh, I got my man Kevin Browning with me. And, Kev, I, I just want to ask a few questions about that, that thing they talking about in terms of okay should Denver already it's just the first quarter they telling them to already you know throw the towel in go to Tebow you know and and what Cordell was saying is listen he don't have the weapons around him now and here's somebody who's just been so used to winning 
in, in the college level, some people are trying to say he's the greatest college player to ever play the game. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to still give that to Archie Griffin because he's the only one that got two Heisman trophies. That's true. Uh, but, you know, you're throwing somebody in there without the weapons that he needs to have. You know, I'm sure that's not going to do anything for his confidence level. And certainly you don't want him to start losing. But even more than that, here's what I, I believe. I believe that the last thing in the world that John Elway wants to happen under his watch is for him to become, and I got mad respect for this man as a ball player, but what he did up there in Detroit in the executive suites, it didn't work out so well. John Elway does not want to become the Matt Millen of Denver. So if John is saying that it's not time to insert Tim Tebow into the starting lineup, I would think that John Elway is probably making the right decision. Now, let's just say if it's you and, and, and you're the GM and you're going to make a call or you're the owner and you're going to make a call down because you've invested this money in this player, is that really what it's all about nowadays in the National Football League is that if you invest money into a player, put his ass out on that field so we can see what he can do? I believe you put the player out there when he's ready. If that that owner should listen to what Elway is saying. You know, you see, Elway brought him two, three, two championships. Um, Tebow, he, uh, like you say, don't have the weapons around him. By him not having the weapons around him, and he used to winning. Uh, you put him out there now, you setting him up for failure. You know, he right now he's in a position where he can't be mentored up under Elway. And you know what's interesting about that is, I, you know, I'm here in Phoenix. I live here in, in, in the Valley now. And, and I came into a situation where I witnessed uh, there was a coach that was brought in. And the coach was brought in, and, and there was an heir apparent quarterback who was supposed to be the, the face of this franchise. And, and, and all of a sudden, and that was Matt Liner. Right. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, coach comes in here and... Uh, he looked at Matt Liner, and, and Matt Liner was not the person that he drafted, but he had Kurt Warner on his staff, and, and you know, as a backup, well, I, I should say as one of his, on his team as a backup, and Wizard Hunt just decided, hey, okay, it's going to be open competition and let the best man win, and and Kurt Warner was inserted into the start, but he gave John Elway, I mean, he gave, uh, um, Matt Liner, every opportunity to win that starting job, and he did not. Now, I'm saying that the same thing happened this summer where they had a competition of the quarterbacks, and Tebow was given every opportunity to win the job, and he didn't win the job. John did not say, okay, I've seen enough. This man is the man we need to go with. Let's go forward with him, and I don't think, uh, he, I don't think he saw enough. Now, here's my only thing. The only thing that you get a chance to do as the season goes on, and of course you you know a little bit about this too, Kev, is you get deeper into your playbook. But obviously Tebow is not getting more experience in terms of playing if he's not in the game. So is it? do you think it perhaps maybe could be that they need him to digest a little bit more of the playbook to get more comfortable with game situations from the sideline? 
or if you think it's a situation where they want to say, wait, this season ain't over with yet. This is just the first quarter. So let's wait till halftime and see where we're at. And then we'll make a decision based upon the season. So is it about the season not being over yet? Or is it about him maybe seeing needing to be in the playbook, absorb it a little bit more, watch it in front of him a little bit more, and then inserting? It's about that playbook. He need, he need to be more into the playbook. And then being on the sideline, you know, he's, able to visualize it. He want to be in a position to where he can see it in his sleep. You know, if they, like I said, they put him out there now, and that was a good point you made with uh, the thing with Matt Liner because, uh, like, when Tebow was where he had, he had weapons around him. When Matt Liner was at SC, Matt Liner had weapons uh, around him. The, the, the one thing they both have in common, they don't have no strong arm, you know. I so, agree. And so, uh, and not having no weapons behind you, you don't have a strong arm. You're you're powerful. You, you're, you're big. You're a big quarterback where you're powerful and you can run. But uh, they don't. It's, uh, the NFL is is more faster than college football. Them holes close up quicker. So he's he's in the right position he need to be in right now and stay in that playbook, study it, and and get as much experience that he needs so when his time do come he will be able to excel out there and you know one thing about john elway you know john elway you know john perhaps maybe could have played today without a doubt and would have excelled no doubt about it still be a hall of fame quarterback and and john was again a little bit ahead of his time because john back then was a mobile quarterback you know and 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 back then there were a lot of black quarterbacks not a lot of black quarterbacks but a few black quarterbacks in the league that were you know called running quarterbacks for whatever reason they threw the ball damn good but they were labeled as running quarterbacks however john elway was labeled as a mobile quarterback because you know he could move in the pocket stretch the pocket you know and still want to throw the ball but john also ran that ball there are some comparisons if you if somebody would ah, even have the nerve to do that, at least size-wise and mobility-wise, there's John may see a little bit of himself in Tim Tebow, but I believe that John, when it comes to the passing and his ability and his accuracy of his passing, he, he's saying that, listen, this kid's nowhere near what I had the ability of doing. Certainly didn't have the arm that John came out of college with right. from Stanford. But he may see the size, he may see the mobility, but when it comes to, and, and, and maybe the level of intelligence and able to absorb uh, the game plan, he may see that. But it must be something, I believe, in the passing ability of Tim Tebow that is just preventing John Elway. And that's the thing about it. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, believe me, I know better than a whole lot of people out there, okay? Ever play the game, he just will not pull that trigger. So uh, we're going to see. And, and, I, and I'd be curious, you know, because I think so. So I think you're with me on this thing. And, and you think that, Kevin, that in a few more weeks they might make that decision. But that's not the right decision to make today. No, that's not the right one today. Okay. Because no, uh, they'll be putting him in. Uh, if you remember a while back, they, they threw Jake Plummer out there. And... When Jake was uh, was considered one of a, a great college quarterback, and they was at one time trying to put it, put it in his head that he was the next Elway and the next uh, Dan Marino. And, Jake the Snake. And and where Jake was good, you know, Tebow. I don't think Tebow is 
as good as Jake was. And then to put him out there with no weapons, that's that's setting him up for failure. Yeah, I, you know, and that could just be, you know, that I have this thing about left-handed quarterbacks. Been very few. I think there's maybe one in the Hall of Famer that's Steve Young. You maybe go back further. Maybe there's somebody else there. But you know, the whole delivery and everything of a left-hand quarterback just it just doesn't look smooth. It looks kind of awkward, you know. And and I just have a little problem with that. But I, I will say this. And most left-handers out there just don't have to have the, seem to have the strength and their ability to throw the ball uh, as those people that throw the ball right-handed. But but again, Jake the Snake, I thought Jake was pretty accurate with his passing. Uh, I thought you know Jake certainly was a mobile quarterback. Jake the Snake, as they called him, you know, um, could run around, extend the pocket, run and get some yards and make some things happen. It was pretty exciting for the folks out here for a while. But again, uh, didn't get it done. No Super Bowl championship, so don't do that. Then, you know, you're not getting it done. Hey, listen, let me ask you something. Last night, uh, the ball game last night, you get a chance to see a little bit of that? I've seen a little bit of it. Well, I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I was impressed with. I, I, wasn't, I was impressed with Josh Freeman, you know, that young man down there in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. He uh, you know, and I, I got this pet peeve. I, I got this pet peeve where, you, you know, you got some folks that talk about how a quarterback manages the game. You know, and in my opinion, listen, quarterbacks don't manage football games. Please understand this. A head coach manages the football game. He manages, he makes decisions. He allows his coordinators, offense and defense and special teams, coaches, to make calls. But he manages the game. The quarterback's job is to receive a play and to go out and properly execute that play. You know, so I'm tired of people talking about quarterbacks managing games. They don't do that. You know, that, that's not their job to do that. Uh, shout out my boy uh, Lamar is on hold there for a minute. Kevin Lewis on hold for a minute. We got some stuff going on here. Lamar a little bit early, but that, no, Lamar's about on time. We're going to take a break here. and Not yet, but when we take a break, we're going to get Lamar on the other side. But I'll tell you what, when you see that young boy Josh Freeman, you know, and you see him in that pocket at six, what, six five? Yeah, six five. And, 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 and a quarterback and, and throwing the ball. I, I think Tampa Bay's got something special there. He, we, I think they won 10 games last year and didn't make the playoffs. You think they make the playoffs this year? I believe they'll make it. I believe they'll make it. They do have some weapons over there. Yeah, he, he, he's got some, I'm gonna tell you what, uh, that big fella back there running that ball, <laughs> you know, he don't have oh, to yeah. punch anybody. He's just gonna punch him with his knees and with his forms and shoulder pad, get the pad level down. And a lot of people going to be in trouble. I, you know, Tampa Bay, watch them. They, they're not the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I threw that in there, Lamar. They ain't the Detroit Lions, but but the Tampa Bay, I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody anymore. Uh, their team is certainly we got to, you know, we got to watch out for. I like what I saw last night. Uh, I just feel a little sorry for, for the coach. You know, one man that means so much to a team. That money. That, uh, of course, uh, Peyton got paid. He deserved that for what he did in the past. Just wish he could be here to help him because they, they look pretty good. Listen, we got a lot of people on hold. Uh, we might as well go ahead and take this break, come back, and uh, continue to talk about the National Football League. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Larritz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Larritz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I guess it does matter to those folks out there when it comes to their music. So, you know, I'm going to have to retire some of my music here pretty soon because, you know, it's just a license deal. I don't want nobody using my thing without, you know, making sure they break me off a little bit. So I can't use their stuff if, I haven't, if I'm not breaking them off. So that's just some in-house business we're going to take care of in the future. So you may hear some of that good stuff and, and you might not. You know, I might have to find some other stuff. But some little bit of Midwest swag on it, you will know it when you hear it. But uh, as I said, you're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I got, man, I got a lot of friends. I want y'all to know that. You know, I got a lot of friends. Friendship is essential to the soul. I got a lot of them out there. So I got some of my friends on the line with me right now. Uh, I believe I got uh, Lamar, Lamar Campbell. Lamar, you on with me, man? You know I'm on with you big time. Anytime you need me big time, Ray <laughs> Ellis, you know I'm here for you. Yeah, that's, what, that's one of them young fellas out of Philadelphia, man. I appreciate that. I got Kevin Lewis with me, too. Kev, you there? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, man, that's one of them linebackers, man. You know, they, you know, they be bringing it, bringing it hard, and you know. And then, of course, I got my my mentor, a young man that I watched uh, many years ago, that uh, let me know that maybe one day this might be something I might be interested in the media. And that's Henry Clay. Henry, you there with us? Well, Henry, going to join us in a minute, man. Uh, okay, be- before we get real deep into it, you know. Okay, Kev, I think it was a national TV game. Is there any chance that you saw a little bit of that Giants? And the Cardinals at all? Hey, hey, you know I did. Okay, now, now listen, man. Now, now we all educated men here. You know, we got a couple guys here from the Big Ten. You know, and you know, we believe bless in education. Your bless your heart. <laughs> but listen, come on, Kev. Your interpretation of the play. Okay, 
that my man, you know, give himself up. If you if you would have been on the field on the defensive side of the ball, how would you have reacted when you saw my man go down, Cruz go down? The, the same way uh, all the Cardinals did. They okay. scooped and tried to score. Okay. Uh, I would have reacted the same way. However, when you look at the letter of the law, it's funny how in the NFL they even teach you to tap them down because – you know, with the way receivers are taught today is don't take a hit, get down. So truthfully, he should be blown dead every time a receiver hit the floor now. If you really li- read the letter of the law, it's ridiculous. Well, he, okay, let, let, let's talk about the letter of the law and not the interpretation of the law. And the letter in the law is that if a man gives himself up, then uh, he is considered to be down. Okay. Exactly. Okay, now let's talk about this. Lamar, help me out on this now. Okay, but I believe that the way that a man gives himself up is that he is supposed to slide feet first and not to fall down forward. No, no, that's not actually, it's not written that way. Uh, you know, Lamar, Lamar, would, Lamar, come on, help I me out now. Agree, I have to go ahead and agree with Kevin that he's not written that way and as defensive players. Uh, mentally, you know, we always gonna ride with the defense first and foremost. So right. I mean, you see the way that Juan Dixon, a young guy who made a mistake, who admitted that he that was that, that was a fumble. I would have reacted the same way the Arizona Cardinals reacted. I think right. the Arizona Cardinals got okay. Wrong. Time out, time um, out, gentlemen. Time out. A uh, time out. I got a question. Both of you just said you're agreeing with each other. But but hold on, you're agreeing with each other, but you saying that he made a mistake. So if you're agreeing with each other that he did give himself up, then how are you also saying that he made a mistake? Because if he gave well, himself up and that's the way you give yourself up, then he couldn't have made a mistake. Well, it's it's because they really need to work on what what it, what the language says in the rule book. That's why we're both exactly. reacting that way. And, exactly. And the lang- all the language says, all the language says is if a player gives himself up, it doesn't okay. say. Okay, but, let me say this. It doesn't every, say every, every receiver, right? This is the way it's played nowadays. They don't try exactly. to get an extra one or two yards. They hit the dirt because they don't want us putting their hat on. I understand that part, and that's what I'm so, agreeing with so you. They get on the ground and they're done. It should be blown dead. I don't know why the the uh, refs are taking long, too long nowadays to blow the whistle. Well, here's the thing: what and it what's is going to happen is, and with those referees, you know, and I think the first four games of the season, we've seen some bad calls already. So these refs want to be able to continue refing all the way up to the Super Bowl. You know, that's their dream gig as well. But you're opening up a can of worms. Because now you're going to have wide receivers, okie doking guys. He's going to lay down, the guy's going to run by and not tag you. And then next week we're going to see somebody get up and run for a touchdown, and then it's going to be an, an additional problem. Well, see, the problem there is, see, the, the rule is, is not left up for interpretation. See, when it's like when it's a fair catch, when you wave your hand, you know, they tell you how to wave your hand. Either you put your hand straight up or you wave your hand. You know, you don't put it on your hip. And say that that's a fair catch. No, that's because you only. No, that's not it. And the same thing about giving yourself up. They have told quarterbacks. Have am I, am I wrong or right about this? Because the only people really who give themselves up, you know, I, and when receivers are giving themselves up, y'all, you know, we don't like that at all. We just hate that. That, that that's a little. It's manhood on there. You know, it's a manhood question now. When you gonna give yourself up? But a quarterback slides. That's the and, and that's what everybody. That's what all the defense is saying. The defense is saying, oh, you you don't ain't no giving yourself up. You know, but if it is. no, no, you got You got to There's a way how you do that. And you do that by you slide. If you ain't sliding feet first, 
then you ain't give yourself up because you can get up and go run for a touchdown in this league. Right. Like I said earlier, it needs to be changed in the book because it doesn't right. read that way. ESPN had it going across the screen today, the exact letter of the law, and it reads that can be a way for you to fly, but that's not the only way. And, okay, so I agree so, with that. I will agree with this. And then the bats is going to continue because we all know the Tom Brady rule. And if you look at uh, what happened to Mark Sanchez the other night at Monday Night Football, had that Tom Brady rule never had been implemented by the NFL, that wouldn't have been ruled a fumble in favor of the Raiders on Monday night. So all the NFL guys are going to be going to sit back and say, oh, we, we made a mistake. Saw Arizona, we robbed you of the game. We're going to talk about it in the offseason. And then they're going to fix the rules in the rule book. Unfortunately, you know, Arizona was on the losing side of a particular rule that's going to be looked at in the offseason. I'm sure it's going to be defined as how, what, what is the precise way to give yourself up. Well, I'll say this on the Tom Brady rule, okay? I, you know, in turn, if a ball goes forward to me, that's a pass. If it goes backwards, it's a fumble. I, 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 you know, if it goes forward, you know, the the ball went forward. That's a pass. If it goes behind you, or if it's lateral, then 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 that's a fumble. But if it goes forward, and I think the other night when when Sanchez got hit, I think that ball went forward. I don't think that should have been, you know, ruled the way it was. But I'm just a, you know, an innocent person who played this game, who looking at it, and I'm like you guys. Come on, man, we we gotta. Clearly define these rules so that everybody understands, you know, what's legal. Uh, I also look at, you know, I'm looking at my man getting hit in the, in the back, you know, helmet down, and you can't leave with your head, you know. And he led with his head into my man's back, but into uh, Sanchez. Yeah, oh yeah, he he led head first. Hey, that was a good lick. Yeah, okay, that was a yeah, good. That, that was clean. That was clean. Actually, come on, come actually, on, big Tom Brady. You a defensive guy. You know that was a clean hit, right? No, there. no here's what I'm gonna do, guys. I'm just gonna go by the letter of the law. You cannot leave with your head. And he didn't. Yes, they he did. Crown. Okay, let's it's watch. Crown. He hit him with his face. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. I like that. Listen, I, listen, man. I, I know what it's like to leave with your head. I know what it's like to leave with your crown because I'm going to tell you, one of them will get you hurt. Your head will get you hurt. The crown, you know, you'll be okay. And, I, and I've, I've done a little bit of both. And, uh, you know, I'm always, when, when I see somebody leading with their head, see, a lot of times what people don't realize is when you leave with your head, there's a chance that you can hurt yourself worse than you can hurt the person that you're hitting. Mm-hmm. And, and those kind of things always, you know, concern me. But listen, I, I got, come on, man, I got a homeboy on here from Philadelphia. You know, we got to talk a little bit about the Eagles. I'll talk about Lamar a little what? bit. Listen, man, the, the thing about it, we got to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles because it ain't over. It, it ain't over. See, that, that's over, a, baby. Man, it, it ain't. I think it's a wrap right now. I think it's a wrap. I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles got in front of them. You got a Buffalo Bills team that's coming off the loss. They got to go up to Buffalo. A surprising Washington Redskins team. I'll build the Dallas Cowboys because they can't win with Tony Hodge and Seek Romo. I give them a win over, over the Cowboys in the link in Philadelphia. They better win that game. But then you have Chicago. Then you have Arizona, New York, Tom Brady and the boys. And, you know, you look at week 13, I mean, the next easy game is probably Seattle because we all know they're in the Andrew Luck sweepstakes. So they're probably going to try to go 2-14 and 14 and make sure they can grab Andrew Luck, the first pick of next year's draft. I don't see it happening for the Eagles right now. They're 1-3. But in the Mediterranean, they got to go 10-6, which means they have to win 10 games and only lose three. And I don't see that with the schedule that they have lined up. 
I'm about to take your card from you, young man, because I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening to some of those things you're saying. Because I, I want to ask you this, okay? Lamar before uh, that, Lamar, real, right? Lamar, Lamar, before the season started, and you said the Philadelphia Eagles were going to Buffalo. What you marked that down on your calendar as a what? I would mark that as, as a W, but as you know, man, that's why we play the game. That's exactly right. Know. And so, and so, let I me ask you this: My Detroit Lions was going four and zero, but I'm happy as hell that they four and zero. Well, here's what, I, but here's what I, I here's what I said before the season started. I gave, and you can just go back to your show, you'll rewind, and you'll see. I said that that I felt that the Detroit Lions. You know, and a lot of people said that the Detroit Lions was on the uh, turn things around. There was no four and O team. No, I didn't say four and O. I didn't say four and O. Don't go there, Doc. Hold I know on, this your show, but don't act like. Hey, that. hold on, Kev. I didn't say four and O. I said playoffs. See, four. It ain't how you start; it's how you finish. So y'all can forget about all that. You know how you start. That that don't that don't happen. But but listen, you gonna tell me y'all gonna bet the money that the Philadelphia Eagles have no chance in the NFC East. Who, who do you see that's just the, the leader that just got it in the bag? You can give it to him already in the NFC East. No, I'm oh, I heard some stuttering going on. We don't stutter on this show. Which one of y'all was stuttering? Redskins, me this season, you know, I didn't think Mike Shanahan was going to get things turned around. And honestly, you know, they had a day should have won that game down there in Dallas that night. Um, on Monday Night Football. So they could easily have another win instead of a loss. We ain't so playing horseshoes. We ain't playing horseshoes. It's not playing horseshoes. Yeah, you said almost. You said almost. We don't play horseshoes now. We play, yeah, you know, it's almost, wins and losses. You know what? You know what? You know, we, we, we go back to, to the rules of the game, and I'm, I'm a Philadelphia guy, right? And you're a Philadelphia Eagles, but, you know, we media now. We got to call it how we see it. Oh, I'm yeah. at the schedule, and I do not see that. I, I don't think they have a chance at all. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I looked at the Philadelphia Eagles, and I, I'm very concerned about, particularly defensively. But but one thing that's going to happen with the Philadelphia Eagles is, you know, pretty soon Andy Reid going to get that thing right. They, you know, it's just it's, it's just he got too much talent on that football team. But the Deep. problem ain't Andy Reid and his offense. The problem lies on the other side of the field. Yeah, but that's hey, it. Here's, hey, man, you, but, you got the most, the richest uh, secondary in football, and they are playing like hot garbage right now. Well, here you go, Kev. That's here's the problem with Andy Reid. I just, uh, I just before you guys join me on the show, I talked about managing the game. See, it's the coach's job to manage the game. It's also the coach's job to manage practice. And you do play the way you practice. And I can just look at the Eagles, and I can tell you, there's something going on in practice. You know, like like Alan said, man, we're talking about practice, yeah. In football, practice makes a whole hell of a lot of difference. The no, way you appro- the way you no. approach, wait, if you ain't approaching that game right during the week, when Sunday come up and you feel in a certain kind of way, you know what the hell is wrong. You ain't put time you know, in the playbook. Let you know me what? You ain't, the funny thing is, Mark Schler preseason made a great point, and it's funny that I'm looking at it right now. I've been looking at it the last couple of weeks with the guys not having an off season. With the new collective bargaining agreement, you only have a one practice a day in pads. Marsh Lair said something. He said, man, tackling will be terrible. And if you look at the games around the NFL, there's a lot of missed tackles going on out there. A lot of guys whiffing. A lot of guys scared to get their checks taken from them. All those things play a part right now with all these things going on. And, you know, I, you know, I agree with you, Lamar. Eagles overpaid for your boy, um, now the option why? Because I mean, you don't get when you get paid that kind of money, you don't get beat by a rookie or a second year player. He's going to be a shutdown guy. They get that it's the system. He hasn't learned the system yet. And trust me, we've all been around players that that the coaches have modified the system. Everybody else plays zone. We we just need you to take this guy out of the game. Well, what a pro- I think the problem with Philly is obviously defensively, but I think it's the way the defense has been built. 
when you look at the front four of the Philadelphia Eagles, you look across the board, and you have about three guys that are that are top ten in sacks. So now we got a whole thing going on where everybody's trying to get to the to the quarterback, and no one's concerned with the run. You got linebackers right. that are not playing well there, especially their 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 pick uh, second round pick Casey Matthews that they've already benched, and then you got two two corners who have not lived up to what we're used to them being. Hey, Kevin, hold on a second there. Hey, gentlemen, we got to take a break. I hate to do that, but you were right in the middle of something. We're going to pick that up on the other side of the break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. And I'll be back with my two homeboys, man, Lamar Campbell and Kevin Lewis. flagship station for sports voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. Uh, you got that music. You got the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I got to take control of my show, man. I only got like nine minutes left, and I got some brothers on here that got some great comments to be made. I appreciate the energy that these young men bring to Voice America Sports. Uh, Lamar has been doing a great show for us for, for some time now. And, of course, Kevin Lewis will be joining us. And, and man, I'm just so happy to hear you guys here because, see, you know, there was a debate going on this morning. Uh, you know, with Skip and Cordell Stewart. And, 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 and Cordell was, was trying to explain to people the way the game is played from a quarterback position. And, and Skip continued to make these comparisons between him and Tim Tebow and kind of, mm, kind of, you know, I don't know, wasn't such, he wasn't saying real good things about Cordell's ability to play and what he accomplished, you know, going to the AFC Championship and all that. So, you know, when I can get somebody who's been you know, they've been in the trenches. They've been playing pro football. They can tell you from their perspective. And we may disagree, but what I like about the fact is you getting it from a player's perspective as opposed to somebody who's sitting up in the damn stands and making a whole lot of comments and don't have any idea of what it's all about. So, listen, I want to continue to move forward a little bit, guys. I, You know, I got Lamar. We, we talked about let, – let me give Kev a little bit of love before you go. Kev, okay, now, now you're good Giants. 
Tell yeah, me about the yeah. good fellas. The, the good fellas. Can they can continue? You know, they got a good win. Can they can continue with the momentum? And and do you think they can bring it home and and they can go ahead and accomplish their goal of always first win the division? You know what? The the thing with the Giants is this is what you have to concern yourself with when you're a team like that. All of us have been in locker rooms where it just felt like no matter what we did, we were going to have a chance to win the game. And that's the dangerous part that these two, last two weeks, have they have opened the door for, for the Giants to believe. Because, you know, here they are. They hurt. Everybody. OC not there. They lost a corner for the season. They, they Justin Tuck out. All of a sudden, they're able to win games without those guys. And now those guys will be back. You know, some of them, and they just feel like I remember the Super Bowl year we had, and I just felt like every game, no matter what the situation was, we could be down 24 points with three minutes to go. Well, Kevin, that's the mentality. (laughs) And we were still going to be, we was going to win the game. And so when you give a team confidence, it's dangerous. But, Kevin, you know, that, that that's the mentality of every professional football player. That's one thing that I, you know, I, I don't like, you know, reading somebody's body language. It's like they really ain't in the game. They don't care about it. You know, but, but that's the swagger that every NFL player has that regardless, unless, like they said, when the fat lady sings, it's over. If she ain't sung yet, we still got a chance. So I would expect that from the Giants. And, and let me ask you a little bit about the injuries. You know, do you buy into this whole thing that this off season and there weren't camps and OTAs and all that, that that's the reason for the injuries? Would you say that attributed to the injuries that the Giants are having? No, not at all. I think, you know, we don't start monitoring this thing until all of a sudden something like this pops up. But we injuries is a part of the NFL and is why and most of the time is why our picks uh preseason picks never pan out. It's because we don't know who's going to get hurt, but we know somebody is. Nobody knew that Peyton Manning, especially after they told us all season that it was a minor surgery, that he'd be out for the year. But what's happening, look at their situation. Yeah, you definitely know. didn't pick them over four coming out of the gate. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm one of them guys, you know, that's one thing about there's certain people out there that have used the excuse that they used to use some uh, performance enhancement drugs to help them recover. But I've always felt that that is not an excuse to use that because that's a part of the game. I want to be able to, to, to inflict some pain that prevents you from being able to run as fast as you can. So right. I, got a, I got an advantage, you know, so right. don't tell me you're going to take some stuff to heal. But listen, we only got four minutes. I got to give my man Lamar. He deserves at least four minutes, man, so he can just relish in the fact that his team is doing as well as they are. And like I said, I picked him to go to the playoffs, but I'm telling you, they are surprising a lot of people. They first round draft pick ain't even stacked his, his foot on the field yet. But Lamar, I know. again, man, this, this is a beautiful thing. I think it's good for the city. I was in Cleveland 25 years ago, and I'm happy to say that it was 25 years ago. We was able to, you know, rally the city, rally around the team. The economy got better. Everybody felt much better about themselves. But we didn't get it done, man. Detroit, I mean, do you guys even want to start talking about playoffs, or you just want to really take that old cliche, one game at a time approach? You know, I think we have to take that one game at, at a time approach. And I, and I was there when we were going to the playoffs, and I was always also there to the Matt Miller debacle when, we, when it was definitely a, a demise up there in Detroit. And what you have now is, you know, we have a completely new attitude. And let's not forget, you know, we were full of number one picks that never panned out. We had Mike Williams from USC. We had uh, Shane Falco, a.k.a. 
uh, Joey Harrington from Oregon. We had uh, Chris Clay, but we had a lot of first-round top five guys that never panned out. So we had some Ron, terrible Ron drafts. Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but Lamar, yeah, listen. We had, to- we had a lot of terrible drafts. The draft that didn't pan out, but we got a new identity. We have Jim Schwartz, a defensive-minded coach, to get up in there. And he built around a defense first. Um, and shout out to George. You know Matthew Stafford is finally healthy. Um, <laughs> and we're still injured on the end of the line. We lost our, our running back from Illinois. Uh, Nick Farley has yet to play a game. Him and Adama Kinsu are going to be monsters in the, uh, in the NFC, um, in, that, in, that, in that division. So when you look at it, you know, there's going to be a one game at a time. Monday Night Football is back in Detroit for the first time since 2001 this Monday night. They have a big game against the Chicago Bears. So, I don't think they're satisfied. I think they're happy being 4-1. Um, they, I think they believe in themselves. So if you look back to last year, you know, they won their last four or five games. They, they went under the preseason, and they're 4-0 now. So really, Detroit's on pretty much almost a 10-run winning streak. Let me ask you something. Now, there was a, there was a Monday. You talked about a Monday night game, man. There was a Monday night game last year that was played uh, in, in your home field. And, of course, the Giants, I mean, the Lions didn't participate in that game. I wonder how the guys, if you could just think about it, it's almost like watching somebody, the Dallas Cowboys, <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys watching somebody else play the Super Bowl in, in their home stadium. And now you got Detroit Lions, somebody else playing on Monday Night Football, man. I'm going to tell you what, I would not want to be the team. I wouldn't want to be the Bears playing the Detroit Lions at home on Monday night, man, because it's a big stage, and I think they want to prove to everybody that they for real. So, so I, I'm going yeah. definitely with the Lions on this on this Monday night game. Yeah, I got I got to go with my boys on Monday night. You know that that last Monday night game we had in 2001, that was Monday night game after the September 11th tragedies um, in, in 2001. So I know we came out there and played um, on a very emotional high, but now we're 4-0. You know we can't sneak up on anyone anymore. We have two great come-from-behind wins, and, and, and to go to the point that you guys alluded to earlier, and Kev alluded to, you're even more dangerous when you believe you can win every game. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. If Detroit come back two weeks in a row, and then last week they had down 27-3 to three to come back and beat the Dallas Cowboys in their own stadium, not only does Detroit have the talent, but they believe in themselves now. That's a big, dangerous team on Monday night. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, the show is almost over, but, you know, the Bears got a lot of problems, too, man. They say Cutler went out to visit his girlfriend dancing with the stars. Man, shout out to him, man. Support your people. You love them, support them. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. They ain't got nothing to do with his performance on Monday night. He just going up against them Lions, and they're going to be bringing that heat. Hey, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Shout out to all my boys. Ron Dixon with his new show, Lamar Campbell, and, of course, my man Kevin Lewis. Yeah, he with the Giants back in the day, but he's still one of the boys. We'll be back next week, so I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Chris going in on the verse because I never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get him in the sky.